Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's oh, a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, where this week Leeds lose absolutely all of their players, but still manage to beat Wolves. West Ham immediately get brought back down the earth by losing the Spurs. Oh, come on. The FA Cup has a serious scheduling problem. Chelsea managed to beat Sporting Integrity 2-0. Arsenal started the debate on what celebrations are and aren't allowed. And strange comments from Gerard and Neville on the modern player leave them in the mud. I'm joined as always by Chris Ringland. Chris, how are we? Well, my club had... Uh, I'm definitely not going to say best night ever, but uh, it's up there, right up there this week. Uh, and it was unbelievable. Using that, using the second of your Ukraine bumps. Listen, it's uh, it's taken. <laughs> it's a Ukraine bumps. It has taken uh, six years, but six years. Oh my days! Uh, six years, <laughs> but we. I think that stadium is finally home. Okay, that's an interesting take. Um, I mean, it will never be home, and I don't know whether you've ever seen the footage of what Upton Park looks like now, but it's a bit of a disgrace. But um, but yes. As home as it can be. I've only ever seen Dave Batista blow it up, so... <laughs> can, can we also just, uh, just... Like, The Apprentice has had surprisingly high... Um, view, well, to me, surprisingly high viewing figures for a programme that's been on TV since 2004. Uh, but, like, do people, do people make the link between Karen Brady and West Ham? Generally. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of your ownership, she's the face, if I'm honest. No, I've not watched The Apprentice. I can't hack The Apprentice at all. I mean, it's incredible that it's still going at the rate it's going. It, it, like, it's the fact that the public still haven't clocked on to the fact that everyone on it's an arse. <laughs> like, every single one of them. That's why they love Claude, Nick, Claude Littner, or whatever he's called, smacking them in the interviews. Yeah, but that's the issue of the programme. Like, especially, it's fine whenever like, you're in school and stuff watching it, because you're like, oh, look at these morons. But as you grew up, and you, like become a real person and you look at these people and you're like I could have gone to uni with you <laughs> you just begin to hate these people inside like it's just the buzzwords on that program oh don't I, there was there was a wee bit of footage of Karen at the end of the game on Thursday night and she was she was kind of waving her arm in the air and she was loving um, yeah having a fake as though it means something to her but yeah we'll, we'll circle back to West Ham in a moment because there was a game this weekend that took over what a game Friday night shouldn't have games like this Friday nights are for like Norwich against someone Fred, the Friday night lights in the black country or whatever that place yeah. is called the Wolves are so for those that missed it we're going to talk about Wolves leads what a game uh, where Wolves were 2-0 up after the first half the first half which lasted 55 minutes pardon yeah there was a couple of injuries in the first half and stuff Big Bamford, so just Big Bamford, Patrick Bamford, yeah, Patrick Bamford's a great example. That was a tough scene. 
It was uh, it was a bit emotional. I saw. Yeah, the same like that. It actually it wasn't nice to see what happened to him because we all know we're seeing Bamford in and out of the team this year more out than in, mm. and finally back on a pitch, reaches for a ball that just just out of it mm. and pulls up with a hamstring again. Yeah, off straight in tears. Yeah, it wasn't good now. It's just been a horrible season all around for him, and you do wonder like if he were playing getting the odd goal here and there, what would happen to Leeds? I think it's made a massive difference when he has played, to be honest. yeah. I think even just, you saw it in the first half whenever he went off, the entire team mm. looked as though like the air had been sucked out of them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's this thing of, oh, we've got Patrick back, everyone's a bit buzzing, you know, may, may get a goal or two. And then for him to immediately pull up, horrendous. Mm. But yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll let him that a, uh, Half two nil. I'm completely blue. Well, they did completely blow it, but I mean, what's going on with Royal Jimenez getting sent off? Yeah, so they were held by some dumb I mean, referee. Like, if we're honest, is that not literally the worst decision this season? Like, I'm not even yeah. exaggerating. It's right up there, and again, it goes to inconsistencies in refereeing, and it is just because there was a goalkeeper involved, which was a joke because the goalkeeper obviously chooses to get involved. Yes the goalkeeper rushes in the Royal Jimenez and it's like just a case of who gets there first but it's not even it's not even a foul in anyone's part like like it's a throw in yeah they both just go for it yeah and it's the fact that the goalkeeper not used to contact and hurts himself <laughs> yeah yeah I just don't yeah I'm like you I just don't get where I think because a goalkeeper's involved the ref thinks I have to they get do love it. they do love protecting a goalkeeper they absolutely exactly love Especially from corners, it sickens me the amount of protection keepers get at times. Absolutely. There's times where like a player will just simply back into them and the ref will give a decision. And in this case, the ref has gone, oh dear, that goalkeeper is being attended to. I'd better make a name for myself, give a yellow card. Yeah. And because it's a yellow, VAR can't get involved. I hate stupid rules like that. Like Just that grey area. Was I, yeah. Um, yeah. Just a side note on that, Billy. I don't know whether you've heard about the uproar in the Scottish Premiership about the cost of VAR next season to introduce it at the stadiums. Oh, well, after the game I watched yesterday between Rangers and Dundee, <laughs> VAR can't come quick enough to the Scottish. <laughs> Why? Because the penalty decision that was given the Rangers yesterday is an all-time blunder. <laughs> if you want to talk about match-fixing, <laughs> look at the whoever was refing that game yesterday that gave the penalty to the Rangers. An absolute disgrace. What was, uh, was Charlie Adam playing? I didn't notice him. Mm. So I'm going to say no, because yeah. I think if... He had been playing. I would have seen him like try and get himself sent off or something. It was left foot. <laughs> but well, to be fair, actually, that penalty was missed. So I think just ball doesn't lie. There was something about the sprinklers, wasn't there? Yeah, the <laughs> Rangers were one 0 down, heading into like the seventy fourth minute, and the sprinklers all of a sudden came out <laughs> after like a ten minute period where I think they had like ninety five percent possession. I uh, fully expect Simeone to get well, that going. We don't really want to publicize it because we don't want him to do that, basically. No, I would love him to do it against Pep. <laughs> I think I, I think it'd be the funniest thing ever, just a white athlete like oh, that big stadium they have and the sprinklers all of a sudden appear whenever Phil Foden's through one on one. I can't wait for that game. 
that it's going to be fantastic <laughs> but yeah back, back to this so one uh, so Leeds got themselves back in to, through Harris and Rodrigo Rodrigo another one got himself booked for over celebrating to be fair I backed the celebration it was you know, I, I, like just diving into the fans straight into the crowd like no no filter no like holding back just diving I, in I don't know if you noticed but go back and watch the celebration the guy he runs into <laughs> jacked <laughs> Like we're talking a massive big arms being. Big, yeah large arms this guy was huge I was like where have I found you like how's he got through the turnstile to get in like, I've had to find him another entrance massive human being and that actually brings a point about Wolves and Molyneux actually I thought this game from a Wolves perspective yes the game got away from them everything but the reason Leeds got back into it was the away allocation that Wolves give is unacceptable. Why? What? What did they give? They basically gave that stand faces the camera, the entire bottom tier. You cannot give that amount in a way. Support. And usually it's uh, less than that. Yeah. Well, you think even like like Newcastle. Newcastle I think they put you clear them in the there. gods. Oh, I yeah. So you can't be doing what Wolves did here and giving them the bottom stand that the camera looks up. Like they're nice guys, you know. Nice no, I, it it looked like a Leeds home game. <laughs> it looked like whenever you watch a Scottish game right whenever like Rangers Celtic turn up and the entire stadium is Rangers or Celtic uh, yes because well for different reasons yeah but I just I couldn't accept the away allocation that was given mm. because it really did it spurred these Leeds guys on once it got the two all all of a sudden you're thinking you see a few empty seats around the home end you see the Leeds end buzzing you kind of knew a goal was coming and then Luke Ealing gets it of all people Luke Ealing, um, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy indeed. A guy who I think we remember on this podcast mainly for a mess, messing up of a celebration where he hadn't, <laughs> hadn't scored in years, did a knee slide, got the main out, and then found out he was offside. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that was an all-timer. That, yeah, and he's not improved. No. He tried to do the Robbie Fowler celebration where he gives a bit of a cartwheel forward tumble and then shoots. No, the guy didn't have it in him. Technique all wrong. Like, led with the wrong arm. What actually made <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was terrible. And then what actually made it worse was that, uh, I don't know if you noticed, Robin Koch just completely like tripped over him as yeah. well, um, which made it look even worse. Yeah, absolutely. It, the entire lot just lost their minds. But I definitely thought I was like, "Look, Ealing's definitely sat in front of a mirror trying this, hasn't he?" Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by Luke Ealing because yeah, he just doesn't really seem like the guy who's going to be the Leeds vice captain. He's an interesting character, like isn't he? There's something about him. I just like get like serious Jimmy Billard vibes to him. Yeah, where he's yeah. just kind of a bit of a like jack a lad amongst the the guys. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Uh, do you think Leeds are now safe, Chris, or do you reckon I think, there's still another couple of twists? I think Leeds are marching on together. Um, oh, don't you just reminded me? Um, I, oh. I I wouldn't say they're safe just because, for example, um, Everton and Burnley have three games more to play, including against each other, than Leeds. That is going to be the worst game this season. Whenever the, Everton and Burnley 
play each other. They've also conceded the most goals of any team in the league, which I don't know if people realise. Um, mm, and that, that hasn't been fixed. Uh, no. So it's worse than Norwich by five goals. So uh, so I, I wouldn't say they're safe, but it's a big... I mean, two wins on the two wins on the bounce. It's a lot better than some other teams in amongst the bottom half of the table. You have just reminded me as well of that comment of the horrendous co-commentary from Jimmy Carter in this game. What was he saying? There's something about the guy where his brain doesn't click immediately to like say something in commentary. He takes a second where his brain starts to think, oh, what will work here for social media? And then he says it. Right. So immediately after Leeds score their winner, Carter sort of has a second, there's dead silence on air, which you shouldn't do, especially in a mad moment like this. And he just goes, scenes! <laughs> yeah, I, I did hear that, actually. And you're yeah. like, yeah, he knows exactly that that's going to be used on the main Sky Sports account. That thing may end up on the Soccer AM account. Then uh, Sporf's going to tweet it out. And then all those kind of accounts, Football Joe, Football IE, everything. It's going to have that everywhere. Like, character's brain works in memes, and it is not the way to be as a co-commentator. Um, yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a big result, and uh, it probably ends Wolves, any chance Wolves had of uh, top, even though they've actually won the same amount of games as West Ham and Man United, they probably... Yeah, they, for a while there, they were on like a serious run where you're thinking, especially the blips United and Spurs were having. Yeah. That it could have happened now with the eight games to go. That's a club on the beach. If it's uh, if you're doing the league by goals conceded, they would be fourth. See, that's a great record. But again, it's just... It's not it's a good It's been a lot of the season of just being a, a bit of a nothing team. T- tell you what did annoy me though about Wolves this week is that, um, you know we talked about Bruno Lage and Keanu Hoover and mm. all that. This guy Trincao, who scored, who came from Barcelona on loan, he was apparently out on the media saying he deserves to be playing more. Fair play. Fair play? What has he done to deserve just... playing more? He's come from I, Barcelona. I don't know. But just just say it with Wolves and see what happens. He, he, create, he, create he thinks he thinks that he deserves to play because he's come from Barcelona. Can, can we just compute those two things together? Looks like it's the ego of the boys. Like, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, they were playing thing Adama. Who Wolves? Wolves were yeah. So yeah, this guy he's has been gone right for two months. Think. Yeah, yeah, but he's every right to think I should be in the team. It's like he also knows for a fact that. If he does play or if he doesn't, it's not going to make a difference to where they end up in the league at this point. Maybe. Uh, I just thought... You know, there's no risk. I could play for Wolves for the rest of the season. We'll finish eighth. I, I was just like, you know, like, not, not sure not sure you've done anything to, like, say, like show that you are some kind of world beater when you've come from well, Barcelona. Well, this is also Chris Ringland, who is now on the same side of the Europa League draw as Barcelona. Oh, I absolutely love it. I so, absolutely yeah. love it. Talk to us about midweek, Chris. Um, what, it what was went on, the high that was. It was incredible. The, the only negative, the only negative about Thursday's results was that Real Betis went out because I would have absolutely loved to play Manuel Pellegrini, <laughs> uh, who is in charge of Real Betis um, for the incredible job that he did at West Ham. Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, as we all know, Sevilla have never been beaten by an English team in their 
competition of choice. And mm, manager has to be sacked. Uh, yeah, Lopetegui, uh, this is the former Spain and Real Madrid manager, of which that lasted four months in total, both of those things. Oh yeah, he cleared out of Real Madrid quick. <laughs> he got out of there quicker than Ancelotti got out of Everton. Yes, that's, that's, yeah, that, that is the guy who is severe to resurrecting his career. I thought Kunde looked very good. Um, he looks like a great player, although he thinks he's he thinks he can do more than he can mm-hmm. because he decided to do things like try and cross it from the right wing. And I was like, <laughs> "No, you are centre back." Um, but Antonio absolutely destroyed them. It was it was it was brutal for Sevilla. Uh, they just could not handle them at all, and uh, we played really well. Hang long... on, hang on, pause. What? Pause again. They could not handle him. Yeah. Was there, was there a goal or an assist from him? Yes. Or was there shit? <laughs> I tell you, I didn't watch he, that. He, he set up Suchak's header. Oh, he set up a header? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were about to say he scored and I was going to look a mug. No, he set up a header. Oh, brilliant. What? Yeah, they definitely couldn't have Sorry, if we're going, if, well, okay, if we're going to get into the, the depths of it, he took received the ball in the box... Strengthened that out, took it to the edge of the box and popped it back in, and Suchek scored. Um, textbook Antonio. So, so you're telling me they couldn't handle him? Oh, Chris. <laughs> I just remember where your club is right now, Billy. Um, we, world, we, we, it was a, it was a phenomenal, and there was, there was a lot of, yeah, I, I don't know, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of people were happy for us. A lot of people were texting me saying, you know, like, unbelievable. And of, co- and of course, Yarmolenko scored. The winner, it was a tap-in, um, but that's that's fine. It was in the hundred and whatever minutes, and mm-hmm. it was it was it was beautiful, and uh, the, it was the best evening at West Ham since our last game at Upton Park when we beat United two one. Very fair. Uh, it's just also unfortunate that West Ham we've learned now can't play two games in a week. So uh, not not a real. I will. Club. I will have you know, Billy, because uh, this is obviously a common refrain from people who. Um, think they're too big for the Europa League when they're in the Europa League, such as Man United. Every time they've been in it, uh, is that oh well, you know, if you if you're in the Europa League, then you can't play on the Sunday um, yep. because it's just too much. Um, I think that's the first game that we have lost after playing on a Thursday. Yeah, th- there is that, but I also think it's the fact it's what? the manner of the what? loss and also the fact that it was against Spurs. To be, to be, who are the worst team in the division. To be fair, they were they were a bit shafted. I mean, they were played like recently before the Thursday as well. Again, but I'll, I'll say what you say a lot that is you're paid to play football you can play twice in a listen, week listen I'm not listen you're, you're I, an old timer no no, I, attitude. <laughs> no I, I I am not as d- deep into that attitude as others are I, mm. I understand the body has to rest oh, um, okay but uh, just to finish now that it's West Ham doing it it's different it's, isn't it <laughs> I, I, the, the, you are you're this is defamatory um, no, no, it isn't. Uh, just to finish on the draw, so we got Leon uh, in the the next round. Tonga um, and Dombley there. To, yes, uh, it's the it was Leipzig, Atlanta, Leon, Frankfurt, Braga, Rangers, and uh, Barcelona are the final teams remaining in this great prestigious competition. And uh, we, I learned that Leon are tenth in League One, Liga One. Okay, so Thank them. that's encouraging. Um, so, and if we win, then we presumably play Barcelona if they don't get beat by Frankfurt, and that is the dream scenario. And then a final against against Rangers is the absolute like ideal scenario. Yeah, I, I just I do hope for that West Ham Barca game purely because last night Barca beat Real Madrid in El Clasico, and Fake all of success. a sudden 
think they're big lads again. And we will bring them right back down. By the way, that is fake success. I, I, I don't recognise that scoreline. Why? Please, someone explain to me their financial situation and how they're paying the players that they they bought in January. Doesn't mean anything. They still beat them on the pitch. That's not my issue. My issue is the fact nah. that Gerard PK after the game decided to tweet, "We are back." <laughs> like, You're playing Frankfurt in Europa League in a couple of weeks. Relax. <laughs> and then it was the fact that Pierre Emerick Aubameyang had a celebration ready to go where he was being a Dragon Ball Z character. Oh my word! Also, fair reminder that it's the worst league in Europe. Um, oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, Real Madrid have basically won the league already. Sevilla are second, as far as I'm aware. And West Ham just beat them. Well, it's unfortunate for Sevilla now because their manager is about to be executed for that well, indeed. defeat midweek. You know, that's unacceptable. That's Sevilla. Um, also, and just to go back on your, um, your uh, fishing of me to react to the Spurs defeat, um, I, I don't even blame the, um, the rest issue. Uh, like I'm not defending the performance. The Spurs scored their third goal with Zuma and Dawson going for the same header from a route one goal yeah. kick. So I'm not going to defend that. And Son and Kane are Son and Kane. I just, I think your man Kulusevski and Ben Tanker have made a surprising difference to Spurs. They look really good. Not for me. <laughs> Why? I just don't like the look of them. There's something still I'm going. There's a reason why Juve didn't want you to. And Juve aren't good. So there has to be something there going on. Uh, right, yeah. Also, tough day for Kurt all around. What, booed what? the entire time. He gets booed at every stadium. Why, why is it yeah. different here? Scored an own goal, but he's also now officially under investigation by the RSPCA. Can we also... I also don't really understand what that means. Like, when they oh, say... I have no idea. Because, <laughs> what, do they have, like... What, are they like the police? Like, I didn't really understand what that meant. That's what I thought. I was like, what jail do the RSPCA have to lock them up in? It's like whenever the UN are like, oh, like, will do something to you. It's like, yeah, UN, bring your army. No, you like, don't I, have one. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely didn't understand. I was like, does that mean that they can, you know, can, he, can they put him in jail? I, I didn't really understand. Yeah. Also, like, the lack of urgency with the RSPCA. Like, this has been, something's got, been going on for a couple of months now. Well, how they established the facts? Um, <laughs> it wasn't a couple of months; it was like a month ago. Yeah, I could have established the facts <laughs> immediately. <laughs> These guys have taken like, yeah, no, been fair. plenty of coffee breaks. Clearly, to get out this statement. Do you think uh, Craig Dawson's unlucky to not get an England squad? Really? No, I wouldn't have had him anywhere near. Right. Okay. Purely from a Southgate perspective, of he, like, what are you just Dawson now? Thirty-one. Yeah, 32? so there's no point. Why? The World Cup's in six months. Yeah, but what Southgate's trying to do is get the younger guys in and playing. You, there's no point bringing in a Dawson who'll do, be, be a one and done. It's better than Harry Maguire. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, I would also, there's, there is, there's no point having a guy like that who's going to hang about for one tournament. You need guys who are going to be there for listen, the next could, one. Listen, Dawson, Dawson will go for three years. Uh, last issue of this game, though, is um, I took real issue with the praise of Christian Romero, who yeah, you we did. talked about last week. Yeah, right. So this was a message Chris sent last night that said, Christian Romero has a good game against Antonio and Yarmolenko and Ashley Williams has mentioned him and Virgil van Dijk in the same sentence. Absolutely. So you're just playing down your two players? No, no. well, 
you're basically saying our our guys aren't good enough for this player to have played well against them and then have got praise. No, uh, first of all, no, 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 that's not the case at all. First of all, Yarmolenko is not a striker. He's a winger that we play as a striker because we don't have any other striker. So uh, he's he, he a striker. Uh, yeah, so, so, to, so to do well against Yarmolenko up front is, I mean, fair enough, but it's a comparison with Virgil van Dijk that I more have issue with. And, and I mean, according to you, Billy, uh, you think Antonio isn't actually a good player, so... Yeah, but according to you and the way Antonio gets on, it's as though he's Ballon d'Or caliber. So if you have a good game against him, then well, he must be Virgil. Well, well, Christian Romero must be Ballon d'Or um, potential himself. I mean, if, if he's kept, if he's kept Antonio out, you know, <laughs> Antonio who since game week three has been on fire, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's okay, why. Yeah. That's why we're in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Yeah, because yeah, he runs about a bit and puts his body about. Oh, he's so good. I, I, have you seen Rom's performances this season? Champion of the world. <laughs> champion of the world. Oh no, he wasn't there for the Super Cup, but yeah, he's champion of the world. Um, he's also in the last day of the Champions League. Like that's mm, yeah. I also did. I I I had a serious issue post game of West Ham and David Moyes. Why? How can you not like David Moyes in this moment? David Moyes' mentality is shocking. <laughs> Shocking! What what are you talking about? So you have have one of the best nights in your hist- recent history midweek. Yeah, get to this game, lose comfortably to Spurs, who stink. And then uh, Moyes was asked the question of, do, "Do you think that's it for West Ham's Champions League hopes?" And he bit back, saying something like, "Oh, instead of asking a question like that, why don't you go? Well done, West Ham." Well done for lasting till this long to be in the Champions League hunt. It's like, David, that is such a loser mentality. Well, it is funny, though, because... Let's pat ourselves on the back, you know. It is funny, though, because all I ever hear is, um, oh, you know, like, uh, they didn't buy a striker in January, or, you know, like, before the season, they were like, oh, you know, I'm invested. It is quite funny that we're the... Unfortunately, we're now out of the big six. Um, We're now seventh, um, but we're still better than everyone else. But... You clearly aren't. I'm well, always we now. So he hasn't. There's any head because he's a loser. Now the only issue with being seventh is that it means that if we you have to win, well, if we win the if we don't win the Europa League, it means we go into the Conference League. Yeah, which um, some teams have fared better in than others uh, from England and Scotland. Uh, well, who, I'm trying to think. Your Conference League at this point, who's actually still there? Leicester, so, uh, on, aren't they? So you got Leicester, PSV, Feyenoord, Slavia Prague. Pauk, oh Thessaloniki, Marseille, Roma, and the great Bodo Glimt. Loving the Bodo Glimt hung about. And the, the, the same Bodo Glimt that beat Roma 6-1 are playing Roma in the quarterfinals. So Jose is going to be quaking. Oh no, Jose won't. Jose's in like primary new form at the moment. I, I, have, so I have seen his Instagram, yeah. Yeah, his Instagram yesterday after beating Lazio was primary new. He also, <laughs> after the game, after the Europa League game on Thursday, was like, whilst we're out here playing, Conference some league. guy, some guys at the other side of the city are smoking. Brilliant. <laughs> Conference I, League. Yeah, I feel terrible for Bodo Glimp. They're going to get smacked in that. Yeah, so I, th- I think it was going to come back around or something, but I can't remember what it was. But we are, we are seventh. We're better than the rest, which is great. Um, did you notice, Bailey, uh, speaking of Spurs, Brighton lost their sixth game in a row? Um, in midweek as well. I genuinely didn't even notice. Sixth, sixth loss in a row. They're thirteenth, and they can't even defend themselves with XG this season because I have checked the stats. 
And for XG and XG goals against, they are 13th. And what position are they in the table? 13th. They're 13th. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I genuinely didn't even know they were playing midweek. Yeah, lost the lost the Spurs. Yeah, there were there were bigger things going on midweek, Chris. So um, people to care about than Brighton. Um, th- th- so uh, yeah, just 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 not gonna make any comment about that. Um, just gonna just gonna you're gonna bring there. it up, but you don't want to speak. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> update as well on the um, terrible situation with Luton Town. Billy, is that they're now third in the championship? Oh, they're gonna get tanked next season. Third in the championship, which is highly concerning. Um. Uh, so yeah, third. No, bring them up. Honestly, I don't. I don't <laughs> mind them coming up because they, from what I saw, whenever they played Chelsea in the cup, they'll be another derby. Like they will try their best to break that eleven point record. I mean that. I, I that that season with derby, like sure they can't be matched. Like I just I didn't think they were talented enough. <laughs> yeah. Even with the the what like their one bit of talent or quality, Snowgrass. He's on the bench. You know, oh yes, ten minutes every game. <laughs> Small grass plays for them. Yeah, just a real random one. Whenever he came on. Well, speaking of the playoff push, we had Sporting Integrity FC um, playing at the weekend. So we Wilder was back. Um, Wilder against, and against Steve Gibson. Steve, St- I have to say, really, um, everybody loves Steve Gibson now. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, well, well done, to Steve Gibson. You're, you're the only getting, one. Yeah, well done to him on getting his one week of relevancy. <laughs> Sporting integrity to me would be putting out a half decent eleven that puts in a bit of fight to be, against the team. To be fair, Billy, right? Um, you have to admit asking Middlesbrough to play with behind closed doors for sporting integrity. I mean, like, come yeah. on, come on. I mean, if we weren't going to be allowed fans, there why should the home team? Because because that's not Middlesbrough's fault that you were, were owned by that owner. But then they get a distinct advantage. Unlucky. That's the way it goes. You can't say unlucky whenever we're talking about integrity here. Just <laughs> unlucky. They play in the uh, league below the Premier League. Unlucky that some guy 3,000 miles away has decided to invade another country. That's not unlucky. Uh, are Newcastle unlucky? Fans. Are Newcastle unlucky? I'll not speak about Newcastle. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the high road. But yeah, Steve Gibson and Chris Wilder, like, well done. You're one Good week lads. of getting headlines. You Absolutely know. love the boys. I, I look forward to never caring about your club again because it was a disgrace this week. I do, uh, I do like Middlesbrough. No, I have no time for them at all. Wilder acting a big man and all, going, oh, they won't have to get a coach, you know. They can all put their hand down the back of the city and all their millionaire footballers just pay pay for your own flights and <laughs> Fuck off. You are, you are the only person in the United Kingdom who is raging about this. Uh, no, there's plenty of other Chelsea fans will be. <laughs> it's just because like... The way, no, the way those two got on this week was a disgrace. Yeah, you asked Middlesbrough to play behind closed doors. And what? <laughs> like, come on. I... How could you not see how pathetic that looks? I mean, it wasn't a great look, but I also don't think it was about Middlesbrough. I think it was about trying to get the government to sort their arses out. Well, well, apparently they are. All these bids are being being filtered through. Um, Here, there, and everywhere. But it's the fact that they were turning around and being like, oh, you can't do it for this game, you can't do it for this game, you can't for this game, you can't for the Champions League, all of this. It's like, right, if we can't have fans, why should anyone? Let's let's ruin everyone's oh, fun. Oh, come on. I, 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 I'm struggling to see as well how you can't find a way to get to cover the three and all logos because I seem to remember when West Ham were sponsored by an airline called XL. 
that went bust mid season. I think it was like two thousand nine or something. Mm. We we just put like like we just covered it with like the, the squad number. It wasn't a great look, well, but that, you could do it. Yeah, but oh, but also West Ham were in a situation where they were able to sell new kits and manufacture new kits. They're in a situation where you can't buy Chelsea tops. Well, as 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 we know, Bailey, we have different owners. Well, yeah, but that's the case at the moment. The, the entire reason they can't get rid of those logos, and I want them to get rid of them because three are you, are you are, sorry, give them the boot. Are you telling me that you're? Kit men can't find a way to stitch on a few numbers. Like, like, where do you want them to stitch on the number? Over the over the three logo. That would just look a mess. <laughs> what? Well, well, we're not talking about an amateur league team here. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's exactly what West. The world. That's what West Ham is. For you, champions of the world. For you, champions <laughs> of the world. No, there are standards here. We're not talking about a public team. I, like it, your your inability to distinguish between your love of Chelsea and rationality is, I mean, I, I respect it. Listen, whenever you're down out and people are dancing on your grave, you've got to get the bag <laughs> against the wall and swing at whoever. Oh, and Wilder oh, Gibson, come on. after making names for themselves this week, deserved that their team stunk. <laughs> Paddy McNair is their best player, pulled up with a hamstring after oh, getting chased down by, yeah, he got chased down by ZH once. Mm. I was like, oh, I can't feel it anymore. Their goalkeeper, <laughs> a disgrace. Yeah, he should have saved um, the, the goal. Yeah, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, two up top of Connolly and Balogun. Stunk. Is that the Connolly from Brighton, the Irish guy? Yeah, he's on loan there. All right. Uh, give Thiago Silva one of the easiest afternoons <laughs> of his career. He probably walked away being like, who's that pop team we've just played? And then everyone's had to go, oh, you know what, Thiago, they've learned about sporting integrity this week. Listen, Middlesbrough are a great club with uh, an esteemed Premier League history uh, back in the day, including that UEFA yeah, Cup final. UEFA Cup final, uh, which got Steve McLaren the England job. <laughs> Honestly, um, they lost four 0 to Sevilla. Um, so what's uh, what's happening with um, with Chelsea? Are you, are, you, are you getting bought there? What's happening? Yeah, there's a few buyers out there right now. It's all just going along. I've there's a couple of guys out there. I think Bowley's one of them. Who? There's like six bids. This guy Ted Bowley that owns the Dodgers. The owner of the New York Jets is involved. Saudi media have put in a bid, which. Part of me is so, like, please keep them as far away so as possible. Good sign. But then part of me is like, just go full NWO Hulk Hogan, like a full bad guy <laughs> here. And just bring, like, find the worst person on earth just to bring in. That's an unbelievable cross reference. Yeah. You know, like, um, just have like the biggest villain, like, get Kim Jong un to put in a bit or something, you know. I tell you what is interesting, though, is that I don't know if the BBC would have ever reported on this before. But the government, the UK government, was criticising Sheikh Mansour, the owner of Man City, because he recently had a meeting with President Assad of Syria. So, um, would you think think this could end up Man City end up getting a bit, a bit of scrutiny as well with their interesting it ownership? Would serve them all right, and whenever it happens, I'll be sitting on my high horse. Right. So I will. I'll be. I'll be a even, grave dancer. Even though they like, you basically have had the exact same elevation in the same way, just with different. Yeah, owners. but it's just it's just the fact the way people have joked and enjoyed their couple of weeks here. <laughs> so I'll be doing exactly the same. It's like, yeah. And also, I'd like to let everyone know that ever since this chaos been happening at Chelsea, what's happened? Undefeated. What um, club? Well, well, I mean, well, you still have the same players. 
Like yeah, they're, they're sure. gonna... the club was down a couple of weeks ago. No, uh, yeah, the club was down, not the not the players. Nah, no, I cannot wait. Do you think it's season? Nah, what a club. Um, Tom, genuinely not even joking or anything. Thomas Tuchel, I am putting him slightly above Mourinho at the moment for greatest Chelsea managers of all time. The way he has dealt these past few weeks, impeccable. Um, yeah, I adore, no, I, I adore the man. Yeah, and to be fair to him, at least, and as well, he did have the class after the game. Apparently, where he apparently sat for a bit with Wilder after because see if that was me, I wouldn't have had the time. I risked up two fingers up to him and then drove off. Sorry. Chris Wilder deserves a better respect for his career. Uh, I have no respect for the guy. Um, None. Guy's been promoted from every league. No, acting a big man, and then you put out a team on a Saturday who are pathetic. No, no time for him. Uh, elsewhere in the FA Cup, uh, Liverpool beat Forest. Yeah, um, yeah, another another big club. Um, another big club through Jota getting away with one, I think. Uh, it's interesting. I totally forgot until his interview, um, and I'm sure many people will that he actually played in the championship for a season at Wolves. So he, which is probably, like, I, I would, I would imagine that that probably set him up quite well for playing in England um, because he had that year in the championship. No, the championship stinks. That is, <laughs> that is absolute nonsense. It stinks. In what way? Uh, Middlesbrough seventh and stunk at the weekend. <laughs> so I've made a decision on it. You've actually told me Lutner third. They stink. What? Well, 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 they must be all right. Well, there's third and seventh. I've told you stink. So the entire <laughs> league does. Right. Okay. Who's yeah. top? Fulham. Uh, yeah, I'm Bournemouth. Yeah. Second, yeah. What happened to them last time they were in the league? Uh, well, well, maybe more players will rather go there than Chelsea now. Yeah, we'll see. Nah, zero percent chance you join Champions of the World. Uh, <laughs> Palace uh, tanked Everton. Uh, Frankie, Frankie's not having the time of it. Um, Everton are terrible. It's the fact that post game Lampard was coming off with comments like some players need to find bollocks to play football or something. Is that what he said? Yeah, and it was a weird shot because I think it was kind of a dig at like Donny and Delhi, and it's like, well, you brought them. You know, your entire remit here was you thought you were going to get the best out of the two of them. But I have, I have an issue as well when, like, I think Mason Holgate after one of the games recently was like, you know, we've just got to, we've just got to, like, be men and step up and stuff. And then it's smacked by Palace when I was like, whimper. Tank, yeah. Like, so, I mean, Palace well are great. The, well done. The Palace are now through the Love semi-final. The yep. A big chat that Patrick Vieira might have convinced Michael Elise to play for France rather than England, but he has denied that. Uh, both aren't great options, if I'm honest, for the guy. Well, I mean, he's 19. He's got a bit yeah, of time. Yeah, but in terms of players in front of him, that's, those are two nations you don't want to pick. Well, I, I think he is from England, but has French parents or something. Mm. So he, No, so. he needs to find like a Scottish passport or something. <laughs> so you know, he needs to find someone else out there because, yeah, France, yeah, he's not getting in that team anytime soon. Same but, England. Yeah, um, I mean, th- there are kind of two sides. The Palace... Like you could say, unbelievable season. Um, semi-finals of the FA Cup totally changed their style of play. Exciting young players, um, but they're pretty much in the same position they're always in, like twelfth. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, you could you could say that. Uh, it's just the fact they don't have to watch Roy every week. Well, and uh, should we say congrats for Turek Mitchell and Mark Goehi getting in the England squad? Well, yeah, we can talk about international call-ups here. 
about a big kind of round of international call-ups for England. Guys like that getting in. Another Palace player, Connor Gallagher, getting in. Real interesting England squad, actually. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters got ahead of Kyle Walker, which is quite funny. Kyle Walker must be injured or something, surely. No, sure Gareth doesn't like him. Or that is true. Uh, can't blame him there. Yeah. Elsewhere, um, the, Emil yeah. Smith-Rowe. Well, yeah, there. probably fair, yeah. Tommy uh, Abraham in there. I'm not convinced Southgate's watched a second of Tommy. Well, Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho both didn't get in, which is interesting, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can understand the Rashford one. Yeah. Because he, he's not been good enough. Mm. But yeah, it's good to, good to see Connor. I, di- I did call it earlier in the year that he would be on the plane. I've already seen that the Chelsea have announced Reese James won't be going. And right. Was it, as well, always. Well, he wasn't picked, I don't think. No, he was picked. Is that why yeah. Kyle Walker-Peters is going? Yeah, same. And then also Def Taxes and Trent Alexander-Arnold getting injured just before international break. Well, indeed, yeah. Which is the classic. Speaking of Liverpool, though, big chat this week and it'll go on for a while until they have that sort of double header against City. What do you think of quadruple, Chris? <sighs> like, if there's a club side that could do it. But, like, who cares? <laughs> what? Like, Hang on a second. Who cares? Like, like, I don't know. Like, You started this podcast raving about a Europa League round of 16 or whatever. Yeah, because it's like who cares? Because the beauty, because the beauty about supporting a club like mine is the meritocracy of getting to a certain level. Whereas, like, just because Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Paris Saint Germain stink, um, we've got Liverpool. You know, being talked about as like the best team in the world and quadruple and all the rest. It's just like, well, yeah. I mean, all right, that'd be great. I genuinely hit the mentality of West Ham at the moment. But like, but you know, they don't care about the League Cup and the FA Cup, really. I know, I know they say they do, but they don't really like. Yeah, well, they care about the main two. If you win the other two, it's a bonus. It's just, it's just and then if you win those two, it's a quadruple, which would be mental. It's just, it's just. I mean, I, I personally don't want that to happen because I, I like I prefer the United nineteen ninety nine treble i prefer that to liverpool quadruple in 2022 for several reasons honestly david moyes is instilled such a loser mentality in you lot i mean to be fair liverpool for years said like the treble was the 2001 winning the europa league fa cup and Mm. premier league or sorry league there was league cup fa cup and europa league and they called that the treble (laughs) you know the classic Mourinho treble of 2016. Yeah, so... But to be fair to Liverpool as well, Liverpool had years there where they were terrible. Yeah, they that's were like kind of languishing in midfield. Yeah, that, that's why it's so themselves annoying. built themselves up. Yeah, yeah. Klopp's great. <laughs> um, all the rest. I don't know. Like, th- things like, like, that's not what interests me about football. Like, it, th- like I, that, that's why I find Man City so dull. Yeah, I can get the Man City bit, but what Liverpool have done... Since the just, being Liverpool documentary, let's be honest, is pretty <laughs> pretty impressive. You know, to go from yeah, a, a side where Brendan Rodgers is going to dodgy envelopes, send Raheem Sterling home on planes early. Like it's certainly like quadruple chat. Like it's impressive, but it's also like uh, I don't know. Like that that line of that's not what I watch football for is beyond. It, it, it literally isn't like. No, that is... They just, they just suck. They just suck the air out of everything. No. Liverpool and City. 
David Moyes has got the E lot. Liverpool and City, Liverpool's and the extent Chelsea suck the air out of everything. That's a horrendous mentality. <laughs> so, it's horrendous. They suck uh, they suck the air out of all of it. Like AC Milan are about to win <laughs> Serie A and they came bottom of their Champions League group with Liverpool. Like, come on. And they've got Zlatan up front, he's forty one. <laughs> Quadruple. And they got Benfica. They got Benfica, yeah, Andrew. They got Benfica in the quarterfinals. There's no issue with that. Benfica are a Europa League team. Benfica Let's are be a honest. Portuguese team. Well, well, to be fair, yeah, they're Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, the Portuguese leagues where it's at. Yeah. No, but yeah, uh, we'll move on there in the mud because I was talking about weird mentalities there. Um, we've got two all-time weird ones this weekend and those came from Stephen Gerrard and Gary Neville. So I don't know if you've seen the game between Arsenal and Villa, Chris. Because uh, yeah. I got kicked up and down the pitch. Uh, sorry, who did? Bakaya Saka by pretty much the entire Villa team. What's wrong with so, that? Well, he got booted up and down the pitch. It's a contact sport. So, I know it's a contact sport, but some of the contact was unacceptable. So he asked, he turned around in his interview after and said, I wasn't complaining to the ref, but I just wanted to let him know that that's my game, running at players with pace, and sometimes I need a bit more protection when players are purposely trying to kick me. What does that mean? Well, I think from my perspective, I saw similar comments from Jose Mourinho in 2015 like this about Eden Hazard. Hazard and you now look at Eden Hazard five years later can't get a game because his ankles are wrecked I have a similar thing here from Zaka he's thinking along those lines but then big lad Steven Gerrard you know <laughs> the, the, the same guy who in his last uh, Anfield game against Man United stamped on Ander Herrera for no reason <laughs> came out with this comment after where he said I'm sitting here now with screws in my hips I've had about 16 operations I'm struggling to go to the gym at the moment that's all in the back of earning a living in English football he'll learn and he'll learn quick what a weird <laughs> is, is, comment is that, is that a direct quote? yeah that was him after the game in an interview it's like He's gurning about a player wanting more protection and then saying, yeah, I currently can't walk or go to the gym. How dare he want more protection? What a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> but they come off with that. It's like, focus on setting up a half-decent team rather than well, worrying about Saka wanting, you know, to enjoy his life. I I mean, like, I'm not necessarily, like, for exactly what he said, Gerard, but I'm also, like... So, what context did Saka say this in, by the way? This is post-game. Like, in an in in interview? BT, yeah, I think it was in the BT interview after Ugh. the game. But like, because, he, cause, because he had talked to the ref, and they were like, what would you say to the ref? And he's like, basically, I just want a bit more protection. But yeah, just I thought that was so weird from Gerard. I, I, I think, well, I think both sides of it are a bit like, you know, come on. And, and Gerard as well. Gerard wanted that kind of stuff, you know, the way he played right. the game. You right. Know, he can't sit there and act the victim the way he got on. Uh, yeah. We're comments this morning from <laughs> Genev. About the same thing? No, d- different thing. Because now Manchester United aren't in a good moment. They lost midweek to Atletico. Actually, just on that topic, Diego Simeone, the Man United, Chris, thoughts? What is that? Is that what he says? No, no, no. No one said anything. It's just in my own head. I think he's the perfect Man United manager. Well, <laughs> well, he's a perfect Man United manager who United fans wouldn't want because of this fake attack, attack, attack nonsense. Um, uh, I've never, I mean, I've never put those two together. I think he's been linked before. I think um, the guy would go in there, clean out egos, 
play good football, but not good football, but winning football. Um, and he can do it with substandard players. If you look at that Atletico team over the years, never outside of Griezmann, maybe never had a world class player. Um, yeah, no, like he would definitely change the mentality of certain players um, for sure. Where go in there, egos left at the door type thing. But the issue now with Manchester United is there's too many ex people who've who are like latching on, and Neville's one of them. So Neville this morning tweeted. I remember a time when Man United players, managers, executives wouldn't be seen in their local Italian after a draw at home, let alone getting knocked out of Europe. This last week, we've seen a global tour of F1, concerts, cricket and UFC events. This lot are tone deaf. (laughs) What a weird comment. (laughs) Come off with that, like, as though these guys aren't allowed to enjoy a bit of time off. Uh, I did enjoy Jesse Lingard's Instagram over the weekend because he went to Milan. Um, and Fair play. He he caught up with Zlatan also. Ex teammate. <laughs> Love that. Uh, had a wee, a wee photo with with Zlatan. So that's a that's a weird bromance they've clung on to. Oh, I don't know. Well, I suppose at the stage of his career, he was that when he was there. It's probably you know, yeah, that de- that's definitely riled up Neville because there was a few few people like chirp back at him. So one guy said, these players are human beings. Do you expect them to stay in their houses in isolation? Expect better from someone who's a player for all those years? No, I, hang on, sorry. When you say, who, who are these people just on Twitter? This is just a guy Gary's responded to. Right. So he's quoted that tweet and said, I expect them to adapt the circumstances and go on holiday, but quietly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stupid. And then another guy's come back, this guy Daniel, said, kind of find this a bit deranged that players are not allowed to live their lives outside work. Not a great message to be sending. Gary then responded to that saying, no, they are. They can go on holiday, relax, take time off. However, if you've been knocked out of the Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup and floundering the league, I wouldn't think it's too much to be asking low a bit. Um, higher Salford City getting on? No, they're relevant. <laughs> but I just thought, like, how bizarre... And this is the thing, it's becoming a fake thing almost with ex-United players all acting as though they were model professionals. And if you listen to like some of the stuff Roy Keane's done with Sky, he talks about, you know, being on the drink the night before games, messing up, like... Well, he, he was talking in that overlap thing about having a fight with Schmeichel pre-season. Well, he, well, he, he talks about how he, like... How it changed when like Arsene Wenger came in and all the... You know, yeah, exactly. All the with, like, yeah, how he individually, like... Did they stop drinking and all this kind of thing and try to be a vegetarian and all yeah, this stuff? But, but Nev gets on as though like those guys never lived a life. I mean, so I mean, well, the issue with all this, Bailey, is that like to be fair to ex Man United players, like they won a lot of league titles. Yeah, and because of that, now they all think. Well, yeah, but well, we're, all... we're about to talk about the quadruple with Liverpool. Would, yep. they, would they then have the authority to then talk about you know players in the future when they're older? But these they guys are coming. Well, they could do, but they can at least talk about players who are at their level. These guys are now talking; they're like clinging on. Is my issue with like this class of '92 nonsense and but you, former but, United but, players? Right, but Scholes and King were two of like literally the best midfielders in the world. That's fine, but I think the issue is they're coming off with all this stuff and like trying to set standards to a modern player. Whenever they can't translate to a modern player, Scholes lasted like a week in management. <laughs> Neville's another one lasted two minutes Kane can't get a job anywhere I, I think to well yeah, I think to be fair to Paul Scholes I think there was an issue with like the ownership or something at Oldham 
I, I don't think that was like to do with him necessarily. Yeah, he, la- he lasted twenty minutes. Um, he also briefly took over Salford when they were looking for a manager. But but the noise around Man United comes so much from these guys is my issue. Like Nev, there's no need for Neville to come off with that on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Like there's n- there's no need for him. Kane at the weekend, he's a parody of himself. Schools, you can't even hear him because he doesn't talk enough. <laughs> Fergie, Fergie's up in the stands every week, looming over the manager. I ban yeah. them all. Uh, <laughs> it, it is interesting though because there's no other club that's like that. Yeah, which I think it's a serious problem. No, I, I but I kind of like it though because. It shows that there's like, there is a culture that doesn't exist at Man City or Chelsea or whatever, you know, even Arsenal to some extent. Like, there's yeah. also a weirder culture at United where there's a lot of like, like Darren Fletcher has a job. Darren Fletcher, like I'm sure, like he sort of came across as someone who could go in the management. I don't know, like. Darren Fletcher has a job, Chris. That's all you need to know. It's as as King said himself. We're off with King comment. It's jobs for the boys, and then if you're not one of those said? boys, yeah, and then if you're not <laughs> one of the boys, you're one of the boys on the outside getting a job at Sky, trying to chirp in to then try and get yourself a job. The entire thing stinks. I think to be fair, they at least elevated punditry. Like before that, it was like Keys and Andy Gray, you know. Okay, I mean, to be fair, I I, I love Gary Neville. I think he's class. Um, uh, and it, but yeah, I, I I understand. Yeah, I I hate Neville. Uh, and <laughs> whenever I say that that I hate him, I'm going to see him this Wednesday night this <laughs> in the Belfast Waterfront. Uh, a, a great venue. You and I were there a few years back for a Ryan Giggs evening. <laughs> it was gigs and schools. It was just before COVID, I think. Well, they're, they're bizarre evenings, aren't they? These like kind of ex-player things, because they showed the gigs goal in the FA Cup from whatever year it was, and people Arsenal. in that room celebrated as though it was actually going in in real time. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the, the listeners may be wondering why why you're going. Because I'm a bigger United man than most United men. <laughs> no, uh, it's my my uncle's a season ticket holder. United. You should have just so, left that there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I care more about Man United than most Man United fans. Interesting. Interesting. So I do. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. Wednesday, if anyone's at it, say hello. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, get so a few, few social media things for the yeah for the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, after you spent a stupid amount of money on like Gary Neville. To, Gary's charging 250 quid for what? that VIP package with like a photo. What, do you get a photo of him? Yeah. Like two hundred fifty quid, Gary. Wise up. <laughs> like things must not be going well at Salford. <laughs> yeah, I must be looking at a new player or something. I have checked their eleventh in League Two. Oh, so no wonder he's charging that kind of price. The biggest budget in the league in their eleventh. It's quite funny. <laughs> so yeah, that'll wrap us up, Chris. We're about to head into international break. Um. Yes. Remains to be seen what's happening with uh, Scotland playing Ukraine <laughs> in the Scotland, World Cup playoffs. Lose, lose. <laughs> Um, Bia Wales still can get to the World Cup. Um, Wales who have called up Bale and Ramsey. Uh, Canada are going to get to the World Cup finally. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good week. I can't wait to not watch football. Northern Ireland are John, Stephen Davis is back for Northern Ireland. Um, it's an absolute disgrace. Don't even know who they're playing. Evans made this squad. Uh, yeah, I don't actually even know who they're who they're playing. 
Um, I think Evans has been called up to carry the water bottles or something. Uh, we're playing Luxembourg and Hungary in the two oh, friendlies. Fantastic. Two friendlies. So that's actually that is actually fantastic. It does mean we don't have to watch them. Luxembourg is away, which will be interesting to see how many Northern Ireland fans get to Luxembourg. Oh no, there will be ones that go, Chris. <laughs> there will be there will be a travelling support. I have seen people <laughs> trying to work out where they're going. You've been in interesting, far flung European places. I seem to recall. Yeah, I love going away the Green White Army. Yeah, Tallinn, Austria. Yeah, great locations. Yeah, terrible football. But great <laughs> locations. I do remember that Estonia match. Yeah. Fantastic one two one. Yeah, comeback. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would recommend anyone watching football over the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's when we'll be back. So we'll skip next week because international Aye. football, yeah. and then we'll be back whenever there's a proper slate of Premier League games. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you sometime.